Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I'm your host, Steve, and I am joined by my co-host, Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team moving backwards through the film. Kevin, how are you? Doing good. I love to hear it. <laughs> How's inverted life treating you? It's uh, well, I just told you I accidentally inverted my dog, and it's the bitch trying to get her back into the turnstile. Well, I got to, I got to get them both back in there, I guess. <laughs> That's right. I, I got to sync them both up. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about like one of those moments because you know either either two people come out of a turnstile or two people go in and no one comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wait, yeah. let me think about that joke. I should have thought about it more. <laughs> yeah, she went into the turnstile. Now you have... Now you... I have to in-invert her, but in order to do so, I have to get the other one. <laughs> you need to do a temporal pincer on your dog, actually. You need to become inverted. Oh, my God. <laughs> Coordinate oh, it with your, your uninverted self. Yeah, yeah, the great thing is my yard is immaculate because the poop <laughs> is just getting sucked up. That's yeah. We've 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 asked this before. Well, how do yeah. inverted people poop? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. I am at minute eighteen twenty one to nineteen twenty one. Uh, I have a great little minute today. It all it's all within one little place, and it it's almost the entirety of a scene. Actually, it's pretty. It's kind of cool. Um, what's your minute today? Oh my god! I kind of screwed. I even didn't even write it down because I, I really got confused on where I was, um, and I had to go back. And I actually ended up only writing down the minutes. Uh, I, I uh, where am I? I'm something six <laughs> minutes and twenty one seconds. I'll I'll have it by the time um, we get to my minute. You heard it, folks. Um, <laughs> so professional. I, I got the dog running around, guys. <laughs> so, I want to, I want to like post my notes up onto a blog at some point. You, you would find my notes to be pretty funny. I'm just looking at them now, and like I, I add my own commentary to these notes, and some of them are pretty funny. I'll actually read them to you when, I, when we go through my minute. Let's just get into it. Oh, I take notes on the script itself, but this, oh, okay, but the, my minute is not in the script anywhere. All right, let's let's jump in. Um, so 1821, picking up where we left off last week, uh, Neil and the protagonist are at the uh, Mumbai Yacht Club. Um, they had just sat down and Neil had said that it seems you need an introduction to a prominent Mumbai local on short notice. Uh, so then 1820. This is their, their meet cute. This is where they, they, this is yeah. where the protagonist meets Neil. Uh, and this is where Neil pretends to meet the protagonist. <laughs> um, he says, I'm Neil. And he puts his hand out to uh, shake with the protagonist. Neil looks rough here, by the way. 
Uh, we got to point that out. Why does Neil look rough here? Like he looks hungover. Like, he, do you know? Like, have you noticed that? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. But what they, they only had like a half an hour to get there, right? It's not like it's a long time. Two hours, so, right? It's two, two hours. hours still to Mumbai. What's what was what's he doing there? Is he just getting up from a hangover style bachelor party? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. And he's drinking. Did he just uninvert? Um, <laughs> uh, this it looks it looks like a like it just looks like a like a hangover. That's what it looks like to me. Anyway, it he does. looks rough. Or just like, what if that phone call, I didn't think about this until just now. What if that phone call the protagonist just made was a prosperity phone call? Oh, no, that wouldn't work because you couldn't call and somebody pick up in the future. Well, there could have been a prosperity phone call on the other side to get Neil to the Mumbai Yacht Club yes, in two hours. Yes, on the other side. You yes. would have to be talking. You, it, the, the prosperity phone call only works if you're talking to a machine. Um, if you leave anyway. voicemail, yeah. Anyway, Neil looks rough. It's worth pointing out. <laughs> we don't know why. Um, so the protagonist says, I need an audience with Sanjay Singh. Neil, uh, great body language here. Before he even says anything, like he's just like shaking his head like, no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, he says that's not possible. Yeah, and then not the, possible. the protagonist says, 10 minutes tops. Neil responds, time isn't the problem. And then in my notes, uh, in all caps, I wrote, OMG, because inversion. Uh, I just, it's just a great line, though, right? Time isn't the problem. <laughs> well, time is always the problem of these movies, though. It's always overcoming time. But this particular instance, no, we, we've got plenty of time to do this. But... Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I made note of that, too. Yeah. He says, it's getting out alive that's the problem. All right, now the, now here's some here's some interesting dialogue, and I have questions. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a big jump in this conversation right here <laughs> that I don't remember until I was reading the script or watching it with subtitles. But he says, ahead. "He says, would you take a child hostage?" Protagonist Whoa. shakes his head. <laughs> protagonist shakes his head no, and then he says, "A woman," and uh, and the protagonist responds, "If I had to," and he's getting annoyed. What is Neil referring to here? Who is who are we going to take hostage to get up to the the Singh's apartment? Yeah, or or is this is it a test? A, a, a test. You were speaking of his body language, and uh, knowing who Neil is and what's going on, he's almost. It almost seems like right at the handshake moment, he's either hopeful that maybe there is some recognition there, or. He's just kind of he's just kind of testing this younger person that he knows the older version of. Yeah, is he is he playing with him a little? He's playing with him a little. I think so too, because it's almost like imagine meeting um, your father when he's in high school, and all you know about him is the older man self, and you just kind of like want to go, you want to ask him a question as a test, like, hey, do you want to do some coke? <laughs> you know, it's like you know, you just want to, you know, will you take a kid hostage? A woman, a dog, a puppy, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like, if, is he really the man that I once knew? That's fair. Does, does he have values? Does he have, and do they transcend his mission? Um, that's how it, it, because that line stood out to me and I worked backwards to come to that conclusion that that was all a test. All because right. also Neil gets to a, a very quick solution to, to all these problems. 
It's a it's a great. I actually really like that perspective, uh, and we're gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, protagonist says if I had to, he definitely like he's getting a little annoyed, and he's like, I'm not looking to make much noise here. <laughs> uh. And then Neil gets the like a server's attention, uh, and he asks for more vodka tonic. So now we know what's in the glass. I was wondering that rewatching this, like, oh, what's he drinking? And I. <laughs> forgot, but he says vodka tonic pointing to his glass and then says and a diet coke for the protagonist protagonist gives neil a look this is such an adorable moment um, yeah protagonist gives a look and uh neil says what you never drink on the job protagonist says you're well informed well it pays <laughs> to it pays to be in our profession yeah and then the protagonist gets all snobby well i prefer soda water and Neil just laughs. No, you don't. <laughs> it's it's really nobody it's prefers soda soda water. With <laughs> nothing in it. Who drinks that's, soda water with nothing in it? Well, you used a, to drink. You've drinking seltzer before. I've seen. That's you. my drink of choice these days. Yeah, whenever really? I go out, I just get soda water with lime. That's it. No that's flavor. Lime. lime, a lot of fresh lime in it. It's great. Oh, a, a fresh lime. Okay. Yeah, you get a fresh <laughs> lime in it. Because I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, well, you're I don't, not, yeah. I don't drink you're alcohol the, anymore. Yeah, I'm off. You're the, off the wagon. I'm on the way. On the wagon. <laughs> I don't, I had never understood that term. I'm kneeling it up. I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's why Neil's drinking on the job. He's. <laughs> that's why he's looking rough. He's, uh, you know, what was it the hair of the dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> supposed um, to be on vacation down here. I get roped into this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but imagine if you're in tenant, could you take a vacation anywhere at any time? Like if you, not any time, right? Time is still very valuable, right? Cause any time, like if you want to, you know, there's a cost to, there's a cost to inversion, right? Yeah. That's, it's time. Just like, that's like interstellar if you're, yeah. Right. So yeah, you got a time as a resource. So you have to. But you have to have time off. But then you're in those windmills doing crunches all the time, too. That seems right. like a shit vacation. Anyway, anyway I'm off track here. <laughs> if you're in tenant. If, 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 if I'm in tenant and I'm stuck in Mumbai and I have to go invert myself, I'm going to be like, all right, just give me a full bar. <laughs> I think if, if, if you're in tenant, you're going to look fabulous because you yeah. have all the time to exercise, right? There's no excuse not to, to you know, be totally jacked. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Back. But to- if you're inverted, wouldn't the sit-ups make you weaker? I guess. Yeah. I don't. This but if is... you s- sit around drinking and eating potato chips, you'll come out jacked on the other end. But that doesn't make any sense. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you get wasted while you're inverted and then step into a turnstile, what happens? <laughs> I'm sure Seder. Sater has been screwing around with those. <laughs> like Sater t- seems like the guy that's definitely inverted himself and inverted a line of coke off of a stripper's butt or something. <laughs> like <laughs> he's definitely up to some shenanigans. That's got to be the first thing he tried. Like guys, yeah, guys, like, guys, what can I do? <laughs> guys, we get, we got, we got to try this. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> um. Okay. Way off base. Yeah. Okay. So he says, no, you don't, as uh, referring to the the preference to soda water. Mm -hmm. Then Neil says, how is your parachuting? 
uh, protagonists. We get a little more personal info about the protagonist. You don't get this a lot in the movie, so enjoy it. I broke an ankle during basic training. Sing's house isn't tall enough to parachute off of. And then Neil says, it's bungee jumpable. And the protagonist (laughs) says, I don't think bungee jumpable is a word. Like They're they're adorable. They're so cute here. And then uh, right at at 1921, and this this line spans a couple seconds, but we're just going to go for it. Uh, Neil says, it may not be a word, but it may be our only way out of that place. Which is just a great way to end my minute. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, because it 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 jumps here very quickly. This is all fast. It does jump. It does. Like this this yeah. scene's just about over, and we're going to go to another is, scene in my it's next. It's incredible. Minute. This is just one minute, um, and you and you immediately establish these two's relationship. You've set up some foreshadowing or some backshadowing or some Easter eggs for later when you learn the truth. This is a great scene, actually. It's a really yeah. great scene. This is a good minute. Point of contention, uh, you don't jump out of a plane in basic training um, if if um, the protagonist is referring to some sort of an American military basic training, which I, I would assume he was. Unless it's CIA basic training, I'm still pretty sure you will not jump out of a plane. That seems like a, a, you didn't, a you didn't specialized... Do that in, you didn't do that in your CIA special training? My CIA, no, I didn't do that in my... It wasn't CIA. It was, it was the FBI that I got kicked out of. <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually don't. And I didn't make it, it to. I didn't I think, make it to FBI basic training. <laughs> I think you are CIA, but you can't tell me. That's what I like to think. <laughs> That's what or maybe, or maybe sure. you're even like NSA or something. I don't know. No, I didn't make it through the. <laughs> the intake process of the FBI. That's what they all say. That's that's the that's standard operating procedures to say. Oh no, I got kicked out of FBI training. That's what all CIA agents say. Yeah. Well, let me just say that. You know. I, the FBI is just full of a bunch of people that didn't have any friends in high school. Because <laughs> right, no, based on the no. based on based on the questions I was asked during the interrogation portion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, blue team, you're up. All right, let's go. Here we go. All right, so I figured out it was. I'm at two hours, five minutes, twenty one seconds, and moving to two hours, six minutes, twenty one seconds. Um, that's why I was confused by my mother. So I just, I left out the two hour portion. <laughs> so that's where I, I started. Um, and that's where I ended. And oh, I had to, I was going through the notes or I'm sorry. I was going through the script because I could not find any of my minute in the script because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff that happened at the Stalax scene in the script that was just unwatchable and they added in different stuff okay okay so we actually start with um it is a red watch okay so it is the um the protagonist's watch in red that's how you know um, i didn't realize until now or maybe i just never made note of it that the watches are coded for red team blue team um i guess to remind the person what team they're on <laughs> but I like really that, they're, yeah. they're yeah. reminding the audience who's because otherwise it's moving so fast you're looking at a watch you don't know what time but it doesn't matter because the movie's moving so fast you don't have time to actually sit there and go oh it's blue so that's neil's watch which is going the opposite way but no, are the blue whatever. watches counting backwards yeah they are. and they're going up to 10 and wait 
No, they're going. They're counting. They're counting backwards from ten. They're counting Count backwards zero. from ten, and the protagonist starts at zero. Does the analog hand also go backwards? Wait, no, that doesn't understand? make sense. That doesn't make sense from what I'm seeing. Uh oh. Okay, I'm going to answer that question at another time because I'm going to look into that. Because so it's a red watch that says six minutes and thirty-seven seconds. I think maybe they both count down from ten from this because the building blows up that we discussed in my last two minutes happens right at five minutes, which would be five minutes for both teams. Yeah. Um, which seems to be the, their mission is complete after that. Both red team and blue team are infilling X filling after that portion. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So the mission is complete after five minutes, technically. The red team's watch says six minutes, 37 seconds. Um, and he's looking at it because he just saw uh, Volkov's chopper um, departing. Right. The protagonist sees it. Um, so he didn't see what the helicopter did. Um, he just sees a helicopter leave the scene. It's the same helicopter that in two minutes or two or three minutes or two or three episodes behind Neil saw that same helicopter drop off somebody. So um, then we jump uh, to the blue team who is scrambling through the rubble and they're running up to the, um, the rubble building, the top of the building that's sitting on the bottom uh, now. And both uh, in both scenes, we see, debris on the floor start to rumble. Um, uh, that's when we cut back to the blue team. And we're getting into position uh, near the top, near their portion, the bottom of the building. I'm sorry, no, the top of the building. The blue team was running towards the bottom of the building. The red team is running. This is so confusing. <laughs> the red team is running to the top of the building that's on the floor. Um, we then cut back to the blue team and Wheeler and another unnamed blue team person take shelter behind a wall that's been blown up. Neil takes shelter on the ground in the prone position. Uh, and then he starts noticing all the debris around him starts to vibrate to which he turns around and starts screaming the name Wheeler Wheeler, which in my first viewing, I had no idea what this guy was saying because I did not know this person's name. <laughs> and it's just another one of those things that um, and there's like almost no dialogue uh, in this portion of uh, the film, except for him yelling Wheeler. And this is the portion I think we need to talk about here is that so Wheeler realizes what's going on that the wall she's taking shelter behind that's blown up is about to rebuild itself. It's going to reassemble in front she's, of it. Yeah. She steps out, leaving her, her man behind, or whoever that is, behind, leaving her, stepping through the shattered wall that then um, ex there's an explosion and the, after the explosion is done, a wall has reemerged itself. And my question is, what happened to the other person? Yeah, is that person is that person like just inside the building now, or is that person dead? I think that person. I, I it it seemed like they they were trying to step over the wall, which would imply that they were 
like they are now like inside the wall um which is horrible to think or what would be more comical if there is just an inverted person stuck like in that building now <laughs> has to figure out how to get out of there well, i mean so like an explosion let's just think about this for a second an explosion is uh is a a small amount of of particles and atoms that rapidly expand <laughs> Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the inversion of that would be uh, lots of lots of mass and particles in coming an area together, coming together. Right. So like point is right. Like if you are if you are in the you know in the area of an explosion, right. That 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 you know blast that wave of of expansion will kill you, right? Because it will just rip through your body and you know can can do a whole bunch of horrible harm, right? Uh, the opposite, I think, would also do a lot of harm, actually. Would it, like, compress, right? Would it, could it, like, compress a body or, like, a negative shockwave or something? I don't know. Would it suck you in? I don't know, right? Is it like the... Like, wouldn't you get caught black... up with all the particles moving yeah, into the solid That's what plane? I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, kind of like, yeah, like you compress or something and, like, it would... It would also kill you in a very different way. I'm just thinking about this also from the blue team perspective or the red team perspective. If you were watching this, you just saw. You saw. What did you just see? You saw. You you saw a wall blow up, and a guy just stepped. And a guy standing behind it, and then another person reverses through it. A guy steps out backwards, and you're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> yeah, and they step into it backwards because they go, <clears throat> she she goes and hides behind it. Uh, that's the problem with the inverted ammunition theory: is that like you can only kill somebody by accident because the person who fired the RPG, if they are on the red team, if they are uninverted, they're just seeing their RPG go 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 go. It blows up, and now there's like three people standing there. Like, oh, I still don't shoot. believe. No, no, I, I, you can, you can intentionally kill an inverted person, but you wouldn't be aiming at them. No, you can, but you can kill You'd an inverted have to... person with a non-inverted bullet. An inverted person with a non-inverted bullet, but you right, have you to shoot where you think they're going. That's fine. You do that. No, with but they'd other... already be dead from your perspective. I don't know. This is. Yeah, we 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 we've never solved this problem. No, yeah, from your perspective, you'd have to because if they're inverted, they're already dead, and then you pull the trigger, and then they're alive. I know what you're saying, okay? But think <laughs> about it. But think about it. You're thinking about it from an inverted person's perspective, but think about it from a non-inverted perspective, okay? So, like here, okay, I'm 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 normal. You're inverted. You're running past me backwards because you look and you look like an idiot, right? And I take out my gun my and I'm regular, chasing a dog. Whatever, yeah, awesome. yeah, <laughs> fine. Okay, I I pull out my gun and I shoot you, right? It's a normal gun. It's it's you know shooting regular bullets and I hit you. No, ball, no, you ball. can't. You can't. You can never hit me. Why? Because you just said I was alive. You said you're uninverted. You saw me alive a second ago. Right, but then I kill you. But that's opposite of time. That means I'm alive in the future. I you know. cannot kill me ever because you're seeing the future me. Listen, I know what you're saying. I know what you're, <laughs> but you're not thinking. You're not thinking linearly from a non-inverted. 
This is your this is your racism coming out, okay? Think about it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Think about it from a non-inverted person's <laughs> perspective, right? It's just it's I know what you're saying. I know. I know what you're saying too. Right. But I think you're only thinking about it from I, I'm saying the opposite can't happen. I'm saying an inverted person can't shoot a non-inverted person because I'm seeing your future self being alive. I know. I know what you're so, saying. So if, if if I kill you, you in my mind, you're already dead. I know. Lying there on the ground. I'm like, oh my God, what happens? Is, what happens? I, 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 I don't know what happened. I came in the room and you were dead. Oh, and there's a gun right here and it's loaded. And oops, I pulled the trigger and then you stand up and you're alive. That's what would happen. You can only do it by accident. I think for theatrical purposes, you're correct. <laughs> I think if this was real, I could shoot an inverted person and they would die. And then that triggers the algorithm and time inverts itself. I think so. Yeah, I think I think I think very bad things happen because uh, I don't think time can be. This is this is why inversion is not real. Okay. This I, is okay. Not I'm also I'm also putting a pin in this because I know we've talked about the inversion theory, the observation theory behind inversion, and um, the idea that, um, you know, the whole thing, like, okay, if nobody sees us go into that tunnel, uh, um, if nobody sees if, if, or yeah. yeah, if nobody knows where the algorithm's hidden, they'll never be able to find it. So that's why everybody who, ha who sees the algorithm dies, never leaves the field, things like that. The observation principle, and it's baked into the premise of this movie, but also within these kind of things we're talking about, the observer does not seem to be actual other humans. It just seems to be the movie camera itself. That the whatever the movie camera decides to show you is the observational truth. And everything else the camera doesn't show you is mystery, is um, Schrodinger's cat, is it could be or couldn't be. But only when it's shown on camera does it become... Um, truth. So just like we said, like, does Volkov step over Neil's body when he enters into the hypocenter? We don't know because the camera doesn't show us and it doesn't matter because the camera doesn't show us. So he both does step over it and doesn't step over it. Yes, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm OK accepting. We have to accept that because otherwise... <laughs> we, have, we kind of do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <We're... laughs> now I get, there's an actual scripted portion of my my story I have to get into. Um, uh, okay. After that, then we jump to Vietnam for the final few minutes of, um, we have Seder and Kat looking out at the sunset. Seder says, it's going to be a beautiful sunset. I'll get Max brought back. We should share this moment with him. And then he begins picking up his phone and Kat says, I'll make you a drink. And that's that that leads into uh, the next moment, which jumps back to the Salax scene. And that goes into um, red team blowing up their portion of the building and blue team unblowing up their portion of the building. Wow, that. That building blowing up like encapsulates like three episodes now. I feel like we started talking about that three weeks ago. <laughs> we talked about it a lot last week, and we're still talking about it this week. So that's a that's a big moment in this movie. That yeah, I, I think I you want... take for granted. We all took for granted the first time because we all saw it the first time, and we thought, "What what the hell just happened?" 
Uh, I don't know, but I accept that. <laughs> yeah, in the script, there's a lot that happens before that, but it seems to be cut out. <laughs> it just seems to be too confusing. Um, well, the, I don't, the way I don't know when makes, to cover it. Helps make it, it makes way more sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing about like Wheeler getting sucked into the, uh, you know, or coming out of the building. It, it does happen, but it's not as big. And they then they seem to make that like a bigger thing that happened just to like pad, just, just like cover up other stuff that happened. Yeah. All right. But other, uh, there's other crazy stuff that's going to happen too. I don't know. I'll have to see. <laughs> it's hard to follow the script in my, my minutes now. Tune in next week to find out. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to the Tenet Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review on whatever service you found us on. Uh, or chat with us on Reddit where we uh, there's a very active conversation on the intimate details of how this movie works or doesn't yeah, work. R slash Reddit. Or if you want us to cover something specifically on the podcast, go ahead and leave a, a review uh, on whatever uh, service you found us today. That too. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week or last week. And until, <laughs> until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. Right. Where's that dog? <laughs> Where, where, where is that dog? Going?